Women, y'all should stop calling your panties panties and change the name to containers. Since, at least now, it refers to what's underneath. Anyways, let's start this podcast. Welcome to Break Time on Westside, your number one break time podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is Sir Denver B. And today's show is Last Week Was Fire because, first of all, as Kenyans, we show that we are actually nice people. We have a lot of humanity in us. Uh, one Kenyan showed that he is single-handedly one of the best sources of shit that our country can provide. And a bunch of people got divorced. So it's about time we get into it. Kicking us off, Bianca Wamboy. Up until last week, she was just any regular girl People didn't even know or really care much about her up until she appeared on a TV show in Kenya called Jeff Koinange Live. It's news program. It's like a post news feature where they get to interview different people. And she came out. She's 13 years old. She has breast cancer. She was busy trying to raise funds so that she can go and get like radio and chemotherapy. And she had already had a mastectomy. For those of you all that don't know what a mastectomy is, dictionary.com is your friend. Uh, and at this point in time, I think I'm going to ask dictionary.com to pay me because I've been referring to many people there. But that's besides the point. So she had been trying to raise money. And so far, she had raised in into like a trust account that was about 12,000 bob. That's about 120 US dollars. Over the course of the, of the hour that that show happened, they managed to raise 2.4 million Kenya shillings. Now, 2.4 million Kenya shillings is roughly about 24,000 US. And damn, like that kind of comes to show that people are actually generous. The people of the internet went, looked at it, shared it around, pushed people. A lot of people were very generous, came out, and they donated different, different amounts. So I'm sure there were some people that donated like a 500 bob, which is like $5. Some people donated like $100. Other people probably could have donated maybe 1000 and she's all the better for it. Unfortunately, because the law of diminishing returns exists, it it's not like it turned into like 60 million the following morning. Obviously, it did slow down over time. But over the course of the show, people actually donated quite a lot of money, which means that now she will be able to get the chemo. She will be able to get the radiotherapy. And in addition to that, even people from different government offices specifically the state house, the top government office, like where the president is and shit. It's like the White House, but, you know, uh, in Kenya. One of the communications guys from there, it's called Dennis Itumbi, came out He was, and he reached out to the national health insurance uh, guys and he was like, guys, I would love for her to be put under my cover, which has been covered by state house, so that she can get the appropriate treatment. Which, let's be honest, that's one of the nicest things that's happened. And trust me, I would personally like to thank everyone that's donated towards her cause. Please let's donate to help a lot more people in these coming times. Cancer now is more or less almost being described as like a national disaster in Kenya because we've had about two, three politicians die from it over the course of this year alone. And tons of people die from cancer. This is probably the one time when I'm going to be nice and be all humanitarian and shit. So... 
if you guys ever have a friend who's suffering, you know, just try and help them out because you never know when it's going to be you. And we never know who it is that's going to catch cancer or not. Anyways, it's about time we move it on. Now, I have a bone to pick with this person that is coming up next. His name is Ezekiel or Ezekiel Mutua, as we would like to call him. He is the guy at the top of the Kenya Film and Classification Board, the KFCB. If y'all don't know him and you're Kenyans, he's the guy that pretty much decides what videos are supposed to be on TV, what ads should and shouldn't be on TV. Because he's on who'll go and he'll say, that, uh, you know, they're dirty, blah, blah, blah. And it's all nice and dandy, you know, what he does. Except that he's in an industry that he hasn't really helped promote that much, let's be honest. Uh, and he's been making international news because, and this is something that I was getting from news websites that aren't even based in Kenya. Like I'm talking BBC, I'm talking AfricanNews.com. Like this guy is pretty much making all the headlines because apparently he is placing a ban on some songs on YouTube. And he's like, you know what? These songs shouldn't be played on TV. They shouldn't even be like online and shit. It's a disgrace. Look at what you're doing to harm the kids. And it should only be played in bars and clubs where adults are. Now, if Ezekiel Mutua is listening to this, I doubt it. But if he is, I would like to say one thing. Sometimes people's kids are in clubs. So, you know, go fuck with that. Uh, in addition to that, like we were exposed to a lot of not so nice things. Mama had a chicken. Mama had a cow. Dad was proud. He didn't care how. While we're growing up, but we've turned out pretty okay. Like, I don't see why you have to go and use the same thought process as your seven-year-old kid in deciding what's supposed to be put on TV and what's not supposed to be put on TV. Yes, fine. There is this thing that they refer to as watershed hours. And I'm sure a lot of media stations use it in terms of deciding what advertising goes where. And like recently they brought this whole thing onto gambling as well. So apparently you're not supposed to be playing any gambling ads over a certain period of time, which is most of the day when people are listening in. But now... My issue comes in when he starts using it on something as simple as a condom ad. Not too long ago, about two, three, four, maybe about five months back, there was a condom company in Kenya that was busy trying to push their brand out. And they were doing it within, you know, like the whole watershed hours thing. They were kind of placing the ads there and they were like, you know what, let's not openly mention a condom. So they would use, you know, the whole how to put on a sock theory like that was the campaign that they were pushing it didn't seem bad but this guy comes up and he's like oh you know when i was busy playing it my seven-year-old kid was like uh dad that doesn't look nice blah 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 like how do you watch tv with your seven-year-old kid and continue using his frame of logic of that looks dirty or you know as people say in swahili you're in akata biambaya because kids like to say that a lot and then you use it to ban stuff that's the worst form of thinking I think has been used ever since, I don't know, uh, people decided to elect Trump. I'm not saying he's the worst person, but fuck that shit. Like, you need to start doing your job in this board known as the Kenya Film and Classification Board and classify things on GE, which is for general family viewing, PG, which is for like 10 and above, 
uh, and should get like parental guidance and shit. 16, 18, 21, R rating, mature content, like shit like that. But you're coming and you're raining down on ads. You're busy not allowing the film industry to thrive because you're busy saying this is dirty. What will my kids say when they watch it? Like, Don't tell your kids to check into the cinema then. You don't have to have them watch like different things like shit. Like the minute us guys, and this is something that I think most of of us people in our 20s will attest to. While we were watching TV with our parents, the minute we knew that it was bedtime, even if they didn't tell us, like the ultimate form of bedtime is the minute you'd hear the bold and the beautiful beginning on KBC. Like that's facts. The minute you hear the bold and the beautiful, you like the minute you hear that, like your parents wouldn't even have to look at you. you. You will get up and you will go to bed. And it's not like they had anything that was very sex related. It was just being aired at that time. But that was very good proof that, you know, people knew how to control themselves. But you're coming in and you're preventing people. You're not even classifying movies under good classifications. You're just saying this is bad, this is good based on what my son says. Like, bro, fine, I get it. You you love your child, but understand that there's other people besides your child and cut the bullshit. Anyways, let me move it on. Because I don't want to spread the negative hate around. Because at this point in time, people have been splitting. Not too long ago, about a week and a half ago, Larry King came out and he was like, you know what, I'm divorcing my woman. We've been together for 22 years and it's time to call it quits. He went, he he filed for divorce. Now, I know this is slightly old news, but here's one thing that I have to mention about it. This guy is pretty much filing for his seventh divorce. Seventh. Like, he has been switching between women for years and is at his seventh divorce. And this was the one that he stayed in for 22 years. I don't know if if I'm to question this in its entirety of how it is that he's managed to stay with all these different women. Because if you assume that all of them were like 22 years each, you know, nigga is pretty much in the triple digits. But as we know, or at least as birth records have it, he's about 85 years old. Now, I don't have much of a problem about his divorce and the number of times he's divorced. Like this guy has existed so long, he has managed to make divorces a thing. And he is as much the king of divorce as Warren Buffett is the king of stock trading. Uh, if I do a bit of, like I went and I did a bit of research and I decided to look through his divorce history. Or should I say his marriage history? So he married Frieda Miller in 1952. They lasted a year. The marriage was annulled in 1953. This guy went and married Annette Kay in, in 1961, divorced in 61. So it's about a year, year. Now, here's how he works. You know, Warren Buffett is all about compound interest. That's why he's like one of the biggest when it comes to like stock trading and investing. Like this guy is all about compound interest. But you look at it with Larry King, it's the same exact thing. After, you know, that second one, he married again and he stayed from 1961 to 63. You know, it's two years, increments. And then he married Mickey Sutphen, uh, got married from 1963 to 67. And you're like, Okay, this guy goes from that current woman to Aline Atkins again, goes from 67 to 72. Now it's like, you know, there's like one, one, then there's like a two years over there, then there's a four years over there, then from 67 to 72, that's about five years. You know, it's 
slight increments. Then married Sharon Lepore from 76 to 83. That's about seven years over there. So it's like small increments, you know, compound interest with women. Then moves up from there to Julie Alexander, who did 89 to 92, which is there about three years. That's, you know, like when the stock ain't doing too good, you know, you kind of take a few losses here and there. And then married the one who's being divorced right now, Sean Southwick from 97 till August this year. So this guy has pretty much become like the Warren Buffett of the entire, you know, marriage scheme. So I'm guessing his next wife, he'll probably do, you know, 30. Just guessing. But that aside, though, news just came in uh, on Friday evening or Saturday morning, depending on what time you got it. Conscience is also filing for divorce after being with his woman for about two years. Now, I took a bit of a problem with this, not because it's conscience, but because of how women reacted to it. If you want to know women are their own worst enemies, look at how they all react when a certain male celebrity that they all love happens to be, you know, breaking up with his woman. Like, this guy is supposed to be having a concert in Kenya, and all of a sudden, shorties in different groups are like, yo, like, us guys are going there, and we will toss our bras at him, we will be as naked as possible. Like, this guy is actually going to pick you and take you to fucking. Like, I'm not trying to be all cold and shit, but the chances of that happening are probably about as narrow as, you know, me sucking my own cock. It's, you know, it's there. It's just not that close. But, you know, like women went all out, you know, they're feeling all good about the fact that now they can get a chance at conscience. Like niggas single, but it doesn't mean that he's going for you specifically. Most of these people like to, you know, chill around with their own circles of people. I'm not saying that it's impossible. I don't want to kill your fairy tale dreams. But you all have to think about reality and stop kidding yourselves. Speaking of reality, you all need to get back to work, get back to that traffic. Always put the process in that progress or be the prevention. It has been me, Sir Denver B. If you guys want to give me your feedback, especially the way these ladies are going to throw some hate on me after saying all that shit about conscience, you can hit me up on our IG at breaktime underscore website. It has been me, Sir Denver B. I will see you guys later. Uh-huh. <laughs>